0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Survival, the new teacher podcast. This is this week's episode of Teacher Talks, in which I explore an aspect of classroom communication in 15 minutes or less. And in today's episode, what I'd like to do is look at how we can improve the quality of the listening that takes place in our classroom. And what I'll do in this talk is I'll look at why listening skills are important to reflect on in a classroom, how we can role model better listening, excuse me, in our classrooms, and then how we can actively teach listening skills. So for me, what often happens in the secondary classroom is this line, why are you not listening? Listening is often prefaced with negative connotations, giving the impression to young people that to listen is some kind of chore. And I believe that one of the issues with this is that we forget that listening is a complex, multi-layered process that requires explicit teaching in order for it to be successful. So why is this? It's because that without listening, no communication can really take place. And to be more specific about the classroom context, without listening in a classroom, there's a complete breakdown in communication. And I think how often we repeat that line, why are we not listening? Why is nobody listening is an indication of just how vital it is. And I also think that relationships are deeply impacted by listening. And that relationships matter absolutely profoundly in the classroom. And when we're the recipient of good listening, that helps us to build more positive relationships. So the first element I'd like to start to look at and reflect on is how we as teachers can role model better listening. Because for us in the classroom dynamic, we're doing a huge amount of listening. We're listening for behaviour. We're listening to check for understanding. We're listening to peer dynamics, monitoring a room, and we're listening to be responsive to questioning. And young people are looking at us very, very carefully to see how well we are going through that listening process. So I think we can start with physicality. And if you watch any expert listener the first thing you'll see is a kind of stillness that is utterly focused on the individual. And that stillness is balanced with a sustained eye contact. And as a rule of thumb, the listener should seek to hold eye contact more than the speaker. And I understand in the classroom that the stillness and this process of maintaining eye contact is challenging because of the distractions that might exist around the room. But if we do this, it sends an important message to the rest of the class. When someone speaks in our lessons, it is vital that we all listen intently. And if we control that through stillness, through encouraging body language, it role models to others how well we can listen in the room. The second thing we can do is really embrace that idea of silence. And to be a good listener requires us to become more accepting of silence. And in a classroom setting, that can feel uncomfortable. Quite often we feel the need to jump in and finish sentences. But if we do that, we damage a young person's confidence and disrupt the message we send in our rooms about quality listening. And if we're comfortable with that silence, it invites a young person to expand and to reveal more. And I know that. Deepest insights and best answers that happened in my classroom often came the times when I'd muted myself and given space for real thinking to take place. And Stephen Covey's very famous book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, talks a lot about listening. And there's that really famous line most people do not listen with the intent to understand, they listen with the intent to reply. And that's powerful for us in the classroom, because as teachers we're very, very conscious of curriculum demands and the need to clarify thinking for young people. But quite often we need to try and listen, to understand, rather than listen to reply. So that's physicality and silence. Another part in terms of modelling effective listening is to model curiosity. And listening and curiosity are deeply interconnected we want to listen deeply to something a young person offers us because we are curious about what their unique perspective might bring. And this can be supported by some really simple phrases that we could use in response to a young person talking. Things like, that's really interesting. How did you arrive at that thinking? I'm fascinated. Talk me through how you got to that answer. And what made you think like that? So that builds positive relationships, excuse me, but it also helps to develop the metacognitive abilities of the young people in front of us as they think through their their ability to think. Another thing we can do is clarify thinking. And part of listening in the classroom involves trying to probe a young person's thinking and encouraging them to voice more of their thinking. And we can do that By seeking to clarify what they've said to us. Some phrases you can use again. Let me see if I'm clear here. Can I just check to make sure I understand you properly? Can you expand on that and build on that for me? I think I heard you say, is that correct? And there's summary phrases that can go alongside that. They help us to make sense of reference points and model summarising thinking for others in the classroom. So let me see if I've understood you correctly. And am I right in thinking that you... And we can also use the board to chop some of that conversation so that we are keeping a check of all the brilliant points that have been made in the room. So I really do believe if we want to influence the capacity of others in our classrooms to listen effectively, we need to do that with integrity and through enacting that behaviours ourselves. And that ability to actively listen, to model good interpersonal skills will show our class how they can implement these behaviours. But that's balanced with some explicit strategies we can use to teach young people good listening skills. So, I think we could start that by looking at the rationale as to why we want good listening in our classrooms and opening up that dialogue in the classroom itself. So, we could ask, for example, the young person, the young people in our class, who is the best listener in your lives and discuss what makes that person particularly powerful at listening. And other questions that could open up that are, what does it mean to truly listen to someone? And How do you know that somebody is really listening to you? How do you show that you're truly listening? What are the ways you use to convey physically you're listening to someone? And then how do you feel when someone doesn't listen to you? So that can help for them to rationalise why it is vital <coughs> Excuse me, that listening is a conversation we have in our classrooms. There's other things we can do. We can shut out distractions. Sober, young people can be given permission to listen really effectively. And for me, I I always struggled to teach with my classroom door open. And that's one way we can do it. If it works in your context, to closing a classroom door so that the focus is entirely on what you want them to listen into. The way we use our language in a classroom can help with listening the way we speak, the clarity in which we deliver our explanations and our communications can help to make sure that we are listened to attentively. And even just standing still when we're talking can help young people to focus in on us and listen attentively. And that's where the power of a pause also comes through and allowing that space for processing and thinking that is required for effective listening. And also, we need to direct their attention because attention is such an infinite quality now. And to listen well, we need to understand what our focus should be on. But far too often in the secondary context, we've got young people in particular, bobbing between a teacher delivering information and a PowerPoint presentation. And that often in a classroom, you've got electronic devices as well, iPads, and it becomes really difficult with eyes and attention diverted all over the place. So, in planning a lesson, we do need to think about what will help to encourage listening. And a short, clear outline on a PowerPoint presentation can help with that, can help to manage attention. But their information, if it's too much, if there's cognitive overload, we're going to struggle to encourage listening. And simplicity, for me, really helps with listening. If we want students to listen to us, we direct their attention to us. If we want them to read a PowerPoint, we direct their attention towards the PowerPoint. And that will help them in terms of taking on information. Another thing is the way in which we can use the phrase, say it once. So what happens in classrooms quite often? is we get in a habit of repeating instructions, repeating explanations over and over again. And not only is that draining for us, but it negatively impacts the quality of listening that takes place in the room. And it doesn't take a genius to recognise that sometimes laziness for young people can be correlated. And if they know we're going to repeat or listen, they know they don't really have to pay attention. So instead, you can start instructions like this. I will be saying this once. You will need to listen carefully as I will not be repeating this information. And once you've given that really definitive introduction, it's vital you don't offer any repetition. Now, if some of the class have perhaps missed what you've said, instead of repeating it yourself, what well, you can say is something like I'm not sure I explained that very well. Can you repeat back what you've heard? Or asking a student, can you clarify for us what we should be doing next? Or using this as a moment to illustrate some positivity about listening. I can see that you were listening beautifully. Can you explain back what we need to do? And you can do that in pairs. Students have 30 seconds to discuss with each other, to make sure they've got what they're doing, and then you can move on. Now. In Teach Like a Champion, Doug Lemov has a brilliant method that also supports this, which is called Charting the Conversation. And he writes about it as a following. Charting is writing shorthand versions of key points on the board during discussion. This keeps the discussion alive. As a teacher, I can glance at the board and recall the gist of what Chris or Christina said. I can refer back to it, build off it, develop it, and students can do the same. So the charting process is keeping a note on the board beside you that helps to manage the dialogues that are taking place in the classroom. Now, another method you can use is three questions. During a discussion or when listening demands are high, students can be encouraged to write down three questions that the dialogue has opened up for them. And This requires them to listen with a form of accountability. And to finish up here, I think one of the really important things we can do is shine a positive light on listening that takes place in our classroom, to elevate listening. So positive reinforcement is really important here. If we want listening to be valued in our classroom, we need to showcase it when it's done effectively. And you can do all kinds of things this. You might have a little reward for the listening legend of the week, or you might have phrases you can add into your repertoire to praise students. There's been some fantastic listening done here today. Thank you. I love how much attention we're paying here today. This is brilliant. You're focusing really well on me here. Thank you. And there's been some brilliant examples of listening today. Thank you so much for that. So phrases that make listening something really, really positive. So I hope that's been helpful as an illustration of why listening is vital in our classrooms and how we can go about scaffolding. And lots of that there are parts that I've taken from uh, my new book, which came out a couple of weeks ago, which is called Talking to Teenagers, and which is all about how to enhance your classroom communication. And it's part of a LEAP acronym, which i have thought about to enhance classroom dialogue. And the LEAP stands for Listening Explain, analyse and practice. And over the next few weeks, I'll talk through each of them in order. So next week, I'll look a little bit about how we can drive forward and improve the quality of explanations that take place in our classroom. So thank you so much for for listening, ironically, and I hope you find that helpful. as always, if you have, please do pass this on. I'd really appreciate it. Um, to someone who might benefit from having this focus at the start of their career. And I look forward to speaking with you again on Wednesday. Thank you so much for your time.